What's good, everybody? Today, we are going to break down and grade Monte Morris. And then we're going to ask ourselves, does he have trade value? And is he a trade candidate in the offseason? Let's talk about it next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again, with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So today, we are going to grade and break down Monte Morris. Now, before we get into it, his stat line for this season was he averaged around 10 points a game, shooting 48% from the field, 38% from three, averaged around five and a half assists, almost got there at a steal, but he's at about 0.7, and 83% from free throw. But outside of those main stats, what stats really stood out to you about Monte Morris this season? Um, his assist to turnover ratio was huge. Um, that's one of his better, that's one of that's really his best attributes is that he does not turn the ball over a lot. Him and DeLon, they were top 10, top five as a duo in assist-to-turnover ratio, but at the same time, they were bottom five or bottom 10 in points score, point scored by starting point guards. DeLon Wright had to start a couple of games with Monte Morris being out, and then Monte Morris was the starter for the for the majority of the season. He started 61 games out of 60, and he played in, he played in 62 games but started 61. Um, so he, he was bottom five in scoring points per game as a, a starting point guard, which is not good at all. And it just shows that the Wizards still really need a point guard. They still need an up, upgrade. And it shows that he's a backup. Now, he's a good shooter, shot 38% from the three, 10 points a game, just a real steady Eddie guy, super professional. Of course, he was a second-round pick uh, coming out of Iowa State, had a good career with Denver, led, played in the playoffs with Jokic last year, hit big shots for Denver, was clutch. Um, and West Sunset Jr. really, really wanted him to come here. He was, of course – uh, with Wes, as you know, him and Wes have a great relationship. Uh, that trade for uh, uh, Bull Barton and Monte Morris, I think Wes Unso Jr. definitely had a, a big part of that or a big influence of that. But um, it just showed, and Monte Morris wasn't a guy that could really get into the paint, couldn't really create much for others. He did have a couple big assist games. He had a couple games where he had 10 assists. But at the same time, we needed to push the pace. We needed somebody who could get into the paint defensively. He's not going to give you so much. He gives effort. But once again, he's a small guy, a smaller point guard. I remember Bradley Bill last year saying that he wanted taller point guards in the post-game uh, interview that he did on, on NBC Sports Washington. We ended up with Monte Morris, who's about six feet, six one. And, and sometimes height doesn't really matter, but at the same time, uh, you can see Monte kind of, you know, losing his matchup against other point guards that were faster and stronger and quicker than him that were just more explosive. And uh, a lot of times, like I said, he can he doesn't really get by guys. He's more of a mid-range shooter. shooter but he's not a guy that's going to get into the teeth, teeth of the defense and get to the paint and, and make a lot of easy shots for others or really push the pace. Um, at the end of the year, I'll talk about some of the stuff that he said in his post at his uh, end of the year press conference. But like I said, he's not a bad player, but he's better suited as a backup point guard. And the Wizards, once again, try to use him as as a starting point guard. Yeah, that, that's been our thing for a minute, trying to turn the combo guard into a starting point guard overnight. 
But I mean, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of Monte Morris. I mean, look, we both agree that he's a scorer. He can definitely shoot the rock. I mean, you look at it, he shot 38% from the three point, forty percent in the field, so he can shoot. Now the bad is just like you said, man, the slow pace. You know, it reminds me of Spencer Dinwiddie, just the slow pace, you know, waiting for the offense to, to set up. And by that time, the defense is just waiting for you to set up. It's just um, his inability to drive the lane really drove me mad this year. Uh, it's just, you know, he had, you know, he had his little floater shot, but he just couldn't penetrate the lane and he just couldn't get by guys. And that was a major issue because it just didn't open up the offense the way it, it could have been. You know, it, I think we didn't get our full potential because we didn't have that guard who can expand that offense and kind of, you know, draw the defense in and really utilize shooters. Um, defensively, man, he was just a non-factor. I mean, he's just a small guard. You know, he's, you know, bigger guards, which, you know, your guards are getting bigger now. You know, SGA is a prototype of the point guard now. You know, point guards are taller, man. You know, it used to be that the only tall point guard back in the day was Magic. But now, I mean, you got a lot of guys running point. They have some height to them. It has some strength to them. So defensively, it was just, there was a lot to be desired. Um, but so like you know, like you said, and like we both kind of said all year long is that his best function is as a six man on the bench running the second unit. Um, that's just his thing. He did it in Denver. Now, when, when asked upon to start, if need be, he can he can do it. And I feel like he did settle into the role of being a starting point guard, being a distributor. But again, he just highlighted what we desperately need in the district, man, which is a point guard who can not only penetrate and collapse defense, but, you know, who's going to really push his offense you know, really catch defenses off guard. You know, we're allowing defenses to set up, and that's a problem, you know, especially when you don't have fluid ball movement because if you're not going to push the pace, you have to have fluid ball movement to catch defenses off guard. That's the whole point of beating defense, especially the zone, which, as you know, people put the zone on us because they know that ball movement was an issue and we didn't have a point guard who can penetrate the lane. So, yeah, I mean, he wasn't a bad player. He was, a, I, I hate to say average, man, but he just, he wasn't, a year where he like wowed me <laughs> it was just he, he did decent he did his job but it wasn't like you know <laughs> so we're going to talk about his value and you know what the vision is for him going into the offseason coming up but yeah it was just an average year you know he just he did his job and i ain't mad at him for doing that but he highlighted every area that we need to improve on and highlighted why we desperately need a point guard in dc yeah 100 yeah we were spoiled by john wall we were spoiled by russell westbrook athletic point guards, you know, fill up the stat sheet, get guys open, finish above the rim, finish through contact, uh, electrifying point guards that were super athletic. But uh, Monte Morris, I think, like, like you said, I think he's a solid guy coming off the bench. I mean, there were times where we wanted DeLon to start. We wanted Jordan Goodwin to start over him just because they were better defenders. Um, and they were just they, – they just provided more impact in the game. And I think Monte Morris is a solid guy off the bench. But, um, but yeah, we can talk more about him and, his, and whether we think he's going to be here next year or his trade value and his draft rate, but we got a quick word from Brad. Yes, sir, we do. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Now, buying tickets can be a pain in the butt, I tell you. But buying tickets should not be stressful. Game Time is fast and it's easy to way to buy tickets for all sports and music, comedy shows, and theaters near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets and the best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over tickets and just get hyped for the fun you're going to have. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, which is the big thing for me. Get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, theater, and more. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know your view of where you're going to be sitting, which is, again, a big plus for the site. 
Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for $20 off. Download Game Time Day, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about DeLon Wright and Jordan Goodwin and about what, what is the vision for the team for them going forward? And are they long-term pieces or is last uh, next year going to be their last year in D.C.? So getting into it, uh, before we get into uh, Monte's trade value, what, what, what do you grade Monte this year? Um, there's some good things he did. I found another stat, too, um, that he was in, in the he was in the top 75th percentile of assists, but in the bottom 50th of percentile of turnovers committed. So once again, that's just another stat. Uh, showing how good he was, his assist to turnover ratio was like three and a half to one turnover. Right now, or, I'm sorry, he finished the season uh, five assists to one. At one point, DeLon Wright was also in the top five of that stat court category as well. Uh, Tyus Jones is in that category as well, just to give you guys some context of uh, how good he was at assist to turnover ratio. Um, I did want to get some some quotes in here before I give him a grade too. So also because we we didn't react to his last year uh, or his end of the season presser. Now he says. Monte Morris said that this is from Hoop District. Their tweet. He said that Monte Morris said, says the Wizards needed a clearer and more consistent identity regarding pace of play. Later this season, there was more emphasis to play faster, but it took too long to get there. So you could definitely see that as a uh, a shot at West. Maybe I'm not going to say as a shot at West Unsell Junior, but it's just a suggestion of it took the coaches too long to realize that and push the pace. So that's something that West has to improve on as well. Uh, but then he also went on to say that Monte um, this is from Chase Hughes as well. He said that the, his, his quote was saying that Monte Moore says he believes head coach West Hansel Jr. wants the Wizards to play faster next season. It's going to be our goal and our identity. Everyone, everyone, everybody is going to be on the same page. So um, and that could show that not everybody was on the same page. So that shows that they, they have to get on the same page. And, and that could maybe be shown that West has to communicate more. Um, and that Monte Morris, you know, he felt the need to say that and come out and say that. So that that's that's somewhat of a concern right there. But my grade for him, I give him like a B, B minus two. All these guys kind of get B's or C's because they're just mid-tier guys. You know, we don't have a lot of elite talent on the team other than, you know, Brad or Przingis or Kuz. Um, so it, it's a lot of rotational pieces on the roster. Yeah. And um, he, he's just a backup point guard. They, they, I, I, would, I would have to grade Tommy Shepard in the front office more than what I agree Monte Morris. Cause you know, we couldn't come into the season except expecting that Monte was going to be the savior at the point guard position. You know, I think he came in here and he did his role, but at the same time, like I said, Jordan Goodwin uh, pr- provided more defensive impact than what he did. And there was times, like I said, we went, we wanted Jordan Goodwin to start DeLon Wright was more of a factor defensively than what Monte Morris was. So I, I'm, I'm not going to ding Monte too much. Um, he had some good moments. He chipped his tooth in one game and play hard, came back in. Um, so yeah, I, I give him about a, a, a B B minus. Yeah, I mean the chip tooth is why I didn't give him a C plus. I mean, I mean <laughs> he, he ate he ate the court literally. Um, I mean the, the the comment, I get it, man. Um, I yeah, it's definitely a dig at West, and I get that, and I agree that part is on West, but there's a small degree that's not because as point guard, you are the quarterback mm-hmm. of that offense, man, or the team practically, and you know you dictate pace. You know, yeah, I get it. The philosophy behind coaching is it was slower, and I get that because we knew it was slower going back to Denver. So we know that it was his mo from the get go. But again, man, you're point guard. You know, so you do take a little bit of responsibility of that because you are the quarterback. You dictate pace. 
So I think that he kind of should have took a little more responsibility as far as I get it. Everybody's at fault. I get that. And I agree. But, you know, hey, you're the quarterback, man. You dictate pace. We, we all know, look, no, we hate him or love him. Tom Brady dictated pace of offenses, man. And the only, that was his thing. That's what made him great. Hate him or love him. So, and that's the same thing with point guard. Point guard is very important position. Really, you can argue that point guard is probably the most important position besides quarterback because of you're the, you are the head of that offense, you know? So, yeah, I get that. But as far as a grade, I'm a row with a B minus. Um, Again, he was solid, but he didn't wow me. It, it's not like this is going to be a season to remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to look back and say, oh, yeah, man, I remember that year. No, nah, it was just, it was an average year. It just, it didn't wow me. And, but then again, you know, he came in and he did his job and that's all you wanted him to do. So um, moving on, what is his trade value? And looking at the situation with point guards, especially the fact that we need one and we already have two capable backups and DeLon Wright and Jordan Goodwin. Would you say the Monte is on the trade block? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a trade piece this year. I don't think if they want to win then you, you just can't have him as your starting point guard. You, you just can't. I think you, you have to make an upgrade there for sure or some, or find another small forward uh, to start. But, yeah, it's just to have this uh, uh, carousel or point guard by committee approach, I, I think it's I think it's doable, but he's making – so he's making $9 million. He's a free agent after next season. He'll be a free agent, so after the 2024 season. So he's on a manageable contract, $9 million per year. You could package him up with another player. His trade value is pretty low. Like I mean, we saw Rui go for what, three second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn, and I think, uh, honestly, Monte's value would be lower than that. And Monte had to be added with Will Barton just for us to uh, trade KCP or just for the yeah. Nuggets to get rid of um, – just, just for the Nuggets to trade those guys to here. So you had to package up Monte and Will Barton for Contavious Caldwell-Pope. So that kind of tells his value right there. Uh, it's not high at all. And then especially after this season where he had, he had another basically backup point guard as a starting point guard uh, type of a season, uh, I don't see you getting really much more than maybe three round picks. And I don't even know if you get a player, you might get three second round picks and maybe somewhere like a Kendrick Nunn. I, I can see that at the most, but you probably have to package up Monte and I, I, I would not want to trade Gafford, but you have to, you know, package up Monte and Gafford or Monte and Denny in a second round pick to get another player that I feel like can be impactful and help this roster. So I, I don't see much value for Monte Morris at this point. I mean, I agree, but I do think he does have value because if you look at the playoffs, if you look at the Lakers, depth matters, man. Having a guy that can step in and score like that. I mean, if you look at um, Lonnie Walker, man, you know, he mm. kind of, you know, he came in. So depth matters. Having a guy who can come off the bench and score has value, especially to a playoff team or a potential playoff team. So I think that, yeah, we could kind of package him because he's aspiring deal too, which is attractive for other teams. So I definitely see him being moved because – I mean, look at it. we need a point guard. We we everybody knows. I think the whole league knows we need a certain point guard. So, and if you look at Delon Wright, he's capable of running the second unit, and Jordan Goodwin is capable of running the second unit. So, I think that he just doesn't he doesn't have a place anymore. You know, I just don't see where he works out because I don't think you run him at a two guard on the on the bench. I just I don't see that in in creating a log jam of guards. You know, I just I think that he's the guy that's going to be moved. But I do see value now. What would be a package? I don't think that he's going to be the marquee name of a trade. I'll say that. And there's no disrespect, but mm-hmm. I, you know, he, he's going to be a throw in. He's going to be a salary filler. It's just, so what can you get as far as the package? I, I said this, man. Um, I truly think the Wizards need to trade back into the first round, get another first round pick. Um, I would definitely look at him. I mean, I know people are, are going to 
be very unhappy with me, but I think Denny is, is another name you got to look at because he's another aspiring deal, which obviously if you're bringing back Kyle Kuzma, you're not going to bring back Denny. So I think that he can definitely be a commodity to throw into a trade. And But if it's me, if I'm general management, I'm trying to get another second round pick because if I can come out of this pick if I or if I can come out of this draft with – think about it. What would be the dream draft, man? If I could pick Cam Whitmore and come out of there with Anthony Black or Casey Wallace, that's a solid draft. So that's where I'm at, man. Yeah, that's a good point, too. If they draft another point guard, you know, now you're going to have either Anthony Black or Kassan Wallace and Monte Morris and DeLon Wright. So you have three guards that are fighting for playing time. And I think, you know, with your your eighth or ninth pick of the draft, you don't want them in the G League again as much as Johnny Davis was. And especially with the point guard help that we need, I think whoever we pick, if it's Kassan or Anthony, they're, they're not going to play in the G League. I think they're going to immediately play and get meaningful minutes. You're just going to have to develop those guys by by having them play. But they well, shouldn't they shouldn't really rely on a rookie to make excuse me a playoff push. But I think that's kind of where they're going to be at this season coming up. Yeah, and I mean we've touched base on this before, man. It, it it is hard to be a rookie and come in and orchestrate the offense for a veteran core. It's hard to do. You know, we we brought up Mario Chalmers, which. You know, um, he had to do that, man. You know, he was in there with Wade, LeBron, and um, and Bosch, and they made it work, but it, it took growing pains because, you know, again, you're the quarterback of the offense, man. So it behooves to have a little experience, especially dealing with his veteran core. So it's going to be interesting how they deal with that or whether they try to market a pick. But I, I truly believe that we need a pick in this draft, whether we acquire another one and trade it to get a veteran point guard or, you know, but I, I do think we need to get a value pick in this draft, man. Because like, we cannot come out of this draft without a pick. So I agree, man. I think that, you know, really looking at it, maybe a veteran is a better pick at, you know, as far as putting at the point guard position. But I think we both agree getting back on Monte. Monte just ain't the answer, man. And he, like I said, it's, it's nothing on Monte, man. He came in, he did his job. It's really not a slight. He did his job. It's just, he's just not that guy. You know, he did his job. He earned his money. He did well. He came in. He fulfilled his commitment as a starting point. It's just, He's just not that guy long-term. We know that now. And hat goes off to him, man, because he did give us a good year. They came in. He was productive. I mean, like you said, he ate the court, literally, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, you know, he's tough. So, nah, appreciate you for what you did this year, Monte. But it's just yeah. – it's, it's time, man. It was just time. So, um, before we move on to talking about the playoffs a little bit, man, and, and wrapping it up, uh, you have anything else on uh, Monte? Nope, I'll just um, give my prediction for the playoffs, and then we can wrap it up after that. Uh, I got the Lakers finishing the series against the Warriors, and then I have the uh, Heat finishing the series against the Knicks. Oh, yeah, Jimmy, man. Jimmy is playing out of his mind, man. And, yeah, I can see the Lakers. What about it? Because tonight we got the Celtics at Philly. or Oh, the Celtics at home versus Philly, and Denver at home against the Suns. Who you got tonight and who you got for the series? I got Celtics and Suns. What okay, you got this. You don't you don't see Philly pulling it through? No, not in Boston. Not in Boston. That's tough, man. It's tough to win in Boston, man. And but I, I don't know, man. Phoenix. I'm trying to tell you, Phoenix. When KD and Booker do their thing, that's a scary duo, man. And I don't know really where Chris Paul's place in his team is anymore because you know just give them the ball. You know they're they're scary. They're scary out of the West, man. So I don't know. I I can't. Really say no to Phoenix, man, because you're just good. To me, um, if I'm going to attack them, I'm going to attack through the paint, man, because Aiden, Aiden is just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, he, there's times where he's dominating, and there's times where it's like, where you at, bro? Like, 
So that's where I'm going to, if I'm going to attack Phoenix, man, it's going to be in the paint. So yeah, I'm with you, man. So, all right. Uh, appreciate everybody. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. So again, tomorrow we are going to grade DeLon Wright and Jordan Goodwin, AKA Goody. So definitely tune in and appreciate y'all and hail to the wizards. Y'all have a good day and peace.